Along NATO's eastern flank are several former Soviet satellite states, each with long and bitter memories of Russian dominance. Those nations are among the strongest supporters of Ukraine's fight against Russia's invasion and of American support for Europe more broadly. One nation loudly making that argument is Poland. Over the weekend, Nick Schifrin sat down with Poland's foreign minister, Radoslaw Sikorski. They talked at the Munich Security Conference, which highlighted Europe's anxieties about Putin's invasion and about America's resolve. Foreign Minister Sikorski, thank you very much. Welcome back to the News Hour. Uh, as of now, the U.S. House of Representatives uh, has not approved vital military aid to Ukraine. Already, as we know, Ukraine is rationing ammunition. What impact is the debate in the U.S. having on American credibility? Well, first of all, remember that Europe has contributed financially more to the effort uh, than the United in total, States. In total. When yeah. you count uh, Brussels and the member states. Mm -hmm. Secondly, remember that this is money for weapons to be manufactured in the United States. Thirdly, the Ukrainians have already destroyed half of uh, President Putin's army without the involvement of a single American uh, soldier. And lastly, that um, it's much cheaper to help Ukraine now than it will be if Putin conquers Ukraine and then has to be deterred. So we think this is good value for money. Uh, and that this uh, package is, uh, is important. We appeal to the House of Representatives, to Mike Johnson personally. Speaker of the House, yeah. To please let it go to a vote. Do you believe it is damaging U.S. credibility? Well, if Ukraine, having been encouraged to resist, uh, the President of the United States having um, put his standard on the ground in Kiev, in the famous historic visit, then doesn't deliver on assistance that would send a message around the globe that, um, that you have to be careful because uh, the United States, for important uh, but uh, regrettable reasons, might not be able to come through for you. Be careful, you mean trusting the United States in the future. And that would have important implications, not only in Eastern Europe, but around the globe where there are other allies that feel exposed, uh, um, bordering on more powerful countries. Japan, Korea, uh, Taiwan, others, uh, Philippines, Australia even. Um, and so the world is watching. Uh, this, this really is not only about Ukraine. Can Europe make up the shortfall for Ukraine if the US does not send military aid? We can make up financially. But there is literally not enough production capacity of shells and of equipment. Uh, we are 20 times bigger than Russia economically, but Russia has gone on to a war footing. It's producing uh, ammo 24-7. We haven't. And without the United States, we are behind the curve in making the stuff that Ukraine needs to, to defend itself. Many people here have admitted that Ukraine could lose without these weapons, but can Ukraine win with these weapons? It has struggled to even match its own uh, goals for the counteroffensive last year. Uh, Ukraine has recovered 50% of the territory that the Russians once occupied, and Ukraine has cleared the Russian Navy from half of the Black Sea and is now exporting grain, not thanks to Putin's uh, permission, but uh, despite his best, best efforts. 
um, we, they just need the tools to do the job. They are doing God's work on our behalf. We just need to uh, enable them because they can't defend themselves with bare hands. If Ukraine doesn't get these weapons, should it negotiate an end of the war? Uh, well, then it will be U.S. responsibility for having brought that about, for having um, um, allowed Putin to abolish a taboo that we established after two bloody world wars, that you may not change borders by force. Uh, it will then get noticed by dictators uh, and aggressors around the world. That yes, the West will huff and puff, the America will, that America will encourage to fight, but when it comes, uh, when push comes to shove, you can get away with it. And that would then be, be a very costly proposition. I noticed that you don't say no. I mean, do you think Ukraine should negotiate into the war if it doesn't have enough weapons? Look, I've said it before. There is never a shortage of pocket chamberlains willing to trade other people's freedom or land for their own peace of mind. The, if it were to come to pass, these should be Ukrainian judgments. It's their people who are being conquered, who are being uh, uh, expelled, their children who are being stolen, not ours. I know you're not going to want to talk about U.S. domestic politics, but I do have to ask about comments made by the former president recently in which he questioned whether NATO should defend countries that don't meet the 2% threshold of GDP spending uh, in terms of defense spending. Do you believe the damage has already been done in some ways, that the very questioning of Article 5, the idea that the U.S. would come to European defense, no matter which European country was attacked inside of NATO. Do you think that's already damaged Article 5? Uh, we, held, we heard uh, Secretary General of NATO, Jens Stoltenberg, reporting to the uh, Munich Security Conference that this year 18 NATO allies will uh, be spending uh, at least 2%. Poland, I think, is number one, actually. Um, uh, so let's uh, let's hope that uh, what the former president meant was to uh, uh, energize us, to uh, accelerate the increase of defense budgets. Is we prefer to remember that uh, under his administration, the U.S. sent anti-tank weapons uh, to Ukraine. Is 18 countries out of 31, presumably soon to be 32, is that enough countries meeting their 2% threshold? Uh, we but some countries are behind the curve. The flank countries are not. Uh, it's not by the eastern flank. It is not by accident that the closer you are to Russia, the the, the more you're spending on defense. <laughs> In the past, Poland has resisted or worried about Europe making military plans, mil uh, making defense plans outside of NATO. Are you reconsidering those uh, worries? In, that you've had in the past? A very high-ranking Pentagon official told me the U.S. now supports European defense. They know that there may come circumstances in which, irrespective of who's president, you may be engaged in another part of the world and you want to have the freedom, uh, the knowledge that the Europeans can at least to some extent fend for themselves, uh, provide their own security. This uh, means that we need to develop some capabilities. Outside of NATO? This, this, this should be done in strategic harmony with the United States, and then I think is actually helpful to the United States. Foreign Minister Scorsi, thank you very much. Thanks.